And the band Hillsong does so well that they rename the church after the band. Yeah. Which is a red flag. In my mind, if you're naming a church after your worship band, you've got a problem with focus at the very least. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Him Partial, the podcast where we talk all things church music. I'm Cara Devereaux. And I'm Monet Funka. And today we are responding to the documentary Hillsong, A Mega Church Exposed. We watched it, so now you don't have to. But first, if you haven't already, go to himpartial.com, sign up for our free weekly newsletter. This allows us to keep in touch with you when the pesky algorithms of social media decide to up and change. Plus, the weekly newsletter contains all sorts of fun bonus content, including exclusive videos that our subscribers get to see first. In this week's bonus clip, we're going to share our Hillsong tunes that have stuck with us over the years. (laughs) But if you're not a subscriber, you have to wait to find out what we're going to say. So don't miss out on next week's bonus clip. Go to himpartial.com, sign up for our free weekly newsletter today. Now, this week's episode is going to be a little bit different than we normally do. We're actually doing like a weird... Like, we're kind of like 10 years behind the trend. We're having like a response video, though we're not going to be playing the video and like pausing it or anything like that. But we are going to be responding to this documentary that just came out a few weeks ago on Hillsong. Um, And we'll be getting into why we're responding to it in a little bit. But just for those of you who don't know, um, I figured I'd just give some stats on like what this is, because if you're never hearing of this this basically came out um last month the end of the month in yeah, march 2022 march. uh the hill like i said it's called hillsong a mega church exposed um here in the uk you can watch it on discovery plus i'm not sure where what network it's on in the u.s um yeah in the uk you can go on amazon and go on discovery plus you can get a one week free trial and watch it um, which we're not suggesting, we're but not if really, you're wondering where, don't waste your free trial, who, who, who produced it or who's, uh, distributed it is Discovery mm-hmm. Plus. It's basically three episodes on the rise of the church we know as Hillsong from his, its origins in Australia and how it became an international business, um, and how that all kind of came crashing down due to a series of scandals, um, like we said, we watched it, so you don't have to. Yeah, it's three episodes and they're all like an hour long and you're just watching it like, oh man, why am I watching this? <laughs> so in this episode, we're going to talk about what what actually the documentary shares, what it reveals. Um, we're going to talk about why we're talking about this, mm-hmm. particularly because, um, you know, we're a church music podcast. Um, but I, I'm sure you guys have assumed at least one of the main tie-ins, if you know anything about Hillsong and just kind of give some responses to the documentary, yeah. what we think about it. Um, not so much analysis and we do plan, this is another kind of two-parter. We do plan next week to dig into some of the, um, main issues with what is revealed in the documentary in regards to church music specifically because that is our that's our shtick 
And if you're a subscriber, you'll have first access to our bonus question where we talk about what is our favorite Hillsong song, which I'm putting favorite in air quotes for those of you who are listening, because as you'll tell um, after the discussion, it's yeah. maybe not the best term yeah, to use. Don't, don't bite our heads no, off no, no. until you've watched the whole episode the whole and see what we've got to say first. So Kara is better than me. She actually watched all three of the episodes. Somehow that makes me feel worse than <laughs> you. <laughs> I, like, I actually sat there for three hours and watched this. Oh my goodness. Um, well, I mean, I, I think I could have watched. I just ran out of time to be fair, but... The I was first, running out of willpower. Yeah. The first episode <laughs> is really what pertains most to yeah. us. Um, it, it, it really just talks about kind of the history of the church, the history of like the founder of Hillsong mm -hmm. and the history behind their music company, record industry. What do they call it? Record company and the music that they put out. Um, and the second and third episodes have more to do with scandals around Hillsong's leaders. Yep. So. I don't know which one of us should take this. I kind of have like a bunch of notes on what the first episode is talking about, but maybe Kara, you could kind of walk us through the episodes and I'll just chime in, in with okay. some, with some extra notes. Um, yeah, I have a lot more to say about the first episode because it's probably the most relevant to the sort of thing we talk about. Um, so in the first episode they they kind of outline where the church came from. I think you had more notes on this than me. I think, was it an assemblies of God? Yes. It, yes. Yeah. So it was, it was started in Australia, um, in 1978 by, uh, Frank Houston, Frank Houston, um, is the dad of Brian Houston, who we know now as like the, well, the former, but the main head main of, of, of Hillsong. Hillsong. And, um, Basically, this was kind of like a local smallish church, maybe like 200 people. Yeah. Um, and they had like a breakaway church, like a church plant that was called Hill Christian Life Center. And that was where Frank Houston brought in his son, Brian Houston, to kind mm -hmm. of run that church. Um, and... As I understand it, um, as I understand it, Brian was basically um, trying to grow the church in a yeah. number of ways. Yeah. I don't want to take away from where you're going with this. No, I was <laughs> okay. going to say, yeah, that's, that's what he was doing. Yeah. He was trying to grow the church. He was heavily influenced by um, some of the movements going on in the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, and basically the charismatic Pentecostal movement within the U S which kind of started in my neck of the woods in California. <laughs> we, we give you all the good and the bad things. Um, who controversial and in, in Kansas as well. So that's kind of like the origins, like it started in Australia with Frank Houston church planted out to Hill Christian life center with Brian Houston and Brian Houston kind of picking up from his dad really mm -hmm. wanted to expand this work, not just like a little tiny church, but to actually like grow it and make it, make it something, yeah. something to be reckoned with. So 
This church has a brand. Actually, before we go any further, I think it's worth saying that the founders of Hillsong are branding and marketing geniuses mm. um, in a worldly, secular sense. Yeah. Uh, they're very, very savvy. So you've got, you've got this church. They have a band called Hillsong. And Hillsong does music really well. Like they produce high quality music, even back at the beginning, high quality contemporary music, um, which is attracting lots of people. So then they bring in a girl called, how'd you say her name? Darlene Czech? Is it Czech? Or I'm totally blanking now. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're familiar with early 2000s contemporary Christian music, I think it's Darlene Czech, but it's spelt. Yes, it's like, I I literally just put Czech, but I don't think that's right. But yes, it's, she was a former child star yeah. in Australia. In Australia, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she comes in, of course, she's been a child star. She's got a good grasp of the culture, secular culture and mm. the music from that and the music industry. And she's also a child star, which makes her famous, which is great for the brand. So... um she comes in, they're producing great music. They have the savvy to go international with that music, to bring out albums. And the band Hillsong does so well that they rename the church after the band. Yeah. Which is a red flag. In <laughs> my mind, if you're naming a church after your worship band, you've got a problem with focus at the very least. Yes, yes, um, yes. And so from there, it picks up. They don't just take the music worldwide. They start planting else, planting churches. It's, it's hard to use that language. Um, they start expanding their Yes, operation. they start expanding. Um, and here's the thing, like if you've sung any modern worship music in the last 10 to 20 years, if you've been in a church that does that a lot, chances are you've sung a Hillsong song, whether you know it or not. Yeah. We were surprised by some <laughs> of the songs we'd sung, especially yeah. in the mid 2000s yeah um just didn't know that that's what they were mm -hmm. uh so yeah so that's kind of kind of the rise of of Hillsong um yeah I had a few other notes about kind of how they how they work but on the whole that's kind of what the first episode covers is is how they rose to prominence who they are where they mm -hmm. came from and who the big players are yeah, I mean, I think they really, they really emphasize to, like Cara was saying, this, this, the documentary emphasized the branding and the, and the product that, that was yeah. Hillsong. Um, you know, they kind of, for those in the States, you might know of the, and you might know this too, the uh, venue in New York called Madison Square Garden. Mm -hmm. Now this is like where basketball teams play this is where like humongous pop stars have concerts um i remember get ready to judge me one of my favorite concerts um on from hbo was the in sync live at madison square <laughs> garden in fact to get to madison square garden is like a career defining moment for many people it's a big deal yeah it's a huge it's a huge deal because it's it's thousands and thousands of of seats and you know, they don't just let any old body there. Well, Hillsong performed there multiple times. Yeah. Um, and and you just think of like what that means, like from a church perspective, like, okay, like it's 
there's plenty of big concerts, big, big church concerts, yep. but this was kind of emphasized in the documentary that they had kind of arrived in all the ways that a major pop star would have arrived. Um, so they obviously took this operation from Australia and went international with it. And, and the documentary kind of points out that it was Brian Houston's desire to like crack the market open in the United States, because yeah. that would be like such a big get, not just to be big internationally, like in other parts of like, you know, Europe or Southeast Asia or whatever, mm -hmm. but to actually be like in America, that was like a particular goal. Yeah. There, there's a financial aspect to that as well, because America's where the mega bucks are. Yeah. If you want to be cynical, um, which is hard not to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard not to be. Um, but yeah. the, the whole spreading throughout the world thing is also a theological thing. Mm -hmm. But we'll talk about that next week mm -hmm. um, as we talk about, you know, some of the other stuff behind this. Uh, one of the things that struck me about, I can't remember if it was the first episode or not, where the, they spoke to the security guard. And he was talking about it being like a nightclub. Yeah. That kind of like set up. Yeah. So they also in, the, so just to back up a little bit. So they talk about the origins of the church. They talk about the branding and, and Brian Houston's desires, but they also talk about the rise of the church in the U S and how mm -hmm. that happened. Uh, and that happened through the music but also the installation of their big preacher in New York called Carl Lenz. Yes. Who's the focus of episode two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, kind of like the last half of episode one. Yeah. And then, yeah, the, yeah all of episode two and the scandal surrounding um, him. <clears throat> so New York was kind of like the... It was the place. That was the place. Of course, there were Hillsong churches all like yeah. around the U.S., but that was like the epicenter because of this pastor, Carl Lenz. Um, and just FYI, like I didn't know any of these people's names before this documentary. I didn't know anything about the scandals surrounding them. I really like I'm not saying this like I'm like I'm better or anything. I just completely don't keep up with this sort of thing. Yeah. So um, if I'm tripping up over the facts, it's because it is very foreign to me. Maybe you guys know a lot more about this. So I was familiar with who Brian Houston was because I had a friend who was part of Hillsong in Australia. Um, but Carl Lentz and stuff, a lot of it was just kind of foreign to me as well because I knew I knew Hillsong and I kind of vaguely knew they were a mega church, not great theology, but I didn't know much more about that. So mm -hmm. it was quite eye-opening to watch this mm -hmm. documentary. Not in a good way. <laughs> yeah. And just a few more things. I don't, I'm not sure if you had more to talk about, but I, just a few more yep. facts about what the documentary talks about in that first episode, which I thought were really pivotal. So they basically were speaking, like I said, this first episode's more about us in terms of the, the impartial world, mm -hmm. but they spoke a lot about how they, how they pushed a product. Yeah. And a few thing, key things that they mentioned was that they um, they basically tested Hillsong music. Yes, I was going to bring that up yeah. as well. They tested the Hillsong music out on the congregations every week before they put it on a record. And like you might think like, well, of course they played it in the congregations first before it was recorded. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't thought of that way. At least the, that's what the documentary like it was projects. product testing. Yes, it was product testing. And they, one guy said that they, he had a bit of alliteration as to how they influenced the world through Hillsong. It was the six C's. 
And he was saying the first C is church. So that's the first way, like mm-hmm. by built, growing the church with people, concerts, which we just talked about, Madison Square Garden, CDs, which he said, just for alliteration purposes, most people don't use CDs anymore, but essentially the records that they put out. Their college, which again, that was new to me. I didn't know Hillsong had a college, a Bible college. Um, cinema, I guess they were making films. Like Yeah, they made, um, they did make a documentary or some sort of like stuff. And their promotional videos, very, very well made. Yeah. Yeah. And then lastly, their conferences. Yeah. So these, this was the way that they were like, sp- like how all of a sudden it was like Hillsong everywhere. It's because mm-hmm. like of this very intentional influence through those mediums. Yeah. And that's again, that marketing genius because they yeah. weren't just coming at it from the music angle. They weren't just coming at it from the church angle. They were like, no, church, concerts, CDs, college, yeah. cinema, like everything, yeah. you know. And the other part of that is that in marketing, you have what's called a sales funnel, which is um, basically directing people into buying more products and stuff. It's more complex than that, but that's the basics of it. So you've got, oh, that looks like a really fun concert. I'll go to that, which means that you want your hoodie and your merch and your CDs. And then you think, oh, there's a church. I'll go to that. And that funnels you into things like, oh, they've got self-help courses and they've got all these other things and I should go to their conference and I should buy the conference brochure and the books that they're selling at the conference and so you get this kind of like marketing thing going on um yeah and a lot of the folks um on the documentary had a lot of critical things to say about this you know one of the guys who was on the documentary um a Christian, one one of the few, <laughs> was saying how it bothered him, their approach, because they're not supposed to be making consumers. They're supposed to be mm-hmm. making disciples. Um, and also of their music, that it was it was another lady on there. And maybe you're going to get into that. I keep trying not to step on Cara because she's, totally fine. she's got a lot of notes and so do I. But, um, but there was a lady on there talking specifically about the music mm-hmm. and how it was... It was created to stay relevant and to sound like what the world was um, sounding Mm. like. So, for example, in the 2000s, she was saying, and this is like almost what she said verbatim, like in the 2000s, it sounded like pop music. And now it sounds like Coldplay because like those are like the more largely appealing um, uh, ways. And so I think it was her. But she said something of to the effect of that their music was easy to get into. Yep. It wasn't serious like hymns. But the other thing that she said that really, really struck me is, quote, they weaponized their music. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. Hmm. Loaded statement. Yeah, that's a lot of unpacking that we're not going to do today. (laughs) But yeah, the other thing that struck me was that there was a common theme among the people that they spoke to was that they came in and they were wowed by the experience. And that's what drew them in. Mm -hmm. But one of the girls uh, talked about it as um, it's just like really good music followed by the equivalent of a TED talk. And Mm -hmm. that's the phrase she used. She's Mm -hmm. like, it's like an inspirational TED talk. Mm and it, it does. It makes it seem like Christianity is like cool and fun and easy. Um, and frankly, my concern with that is that in a place like that, no one gets to know you. You never have to change if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. And you never have to be challenged about your sin. You just come in, you consume the goods, you buy the merch, you feel like you've got Christianity. Mm-hmm. But 
it's not good. Yeah, it, it, it's not great. So why are we talking about this? You probably have already... Did sorry. you want a quick rundown of episode two and three? Very quick. So... Two I could do it super brief. Yeah, two and yeah. three are about the scandals. And and the reason why we're not going to dwell on it too long, Kar's just going to give a, a brief update on it, is because it's sad, but also it's not our, it's not our wheelhouse. It's also, you got to remember, this is not, um, I don't think it's produced by Christians. We couldn't yeah. work it out. Yeah. Um, but it just it feels when you're watching it you're kind of like this feels like gossip i don't yeah, like it yeah. and also it's a lot of stuff you don't actually need to know yeah. um but the overview is that episode 2 follows the main pastor of the new york brand branch church thing area. thing yeah <laughs> um called carl lentz and it talks about his rise to fame how brian houston potentially felt threatened by him and how he had an affair with someone which led to him being removed from the church mm-hmm. um there's more to it than that it's very interesting from a branding and marketing perspective uh it talks a lot about his friendship with justin bieber and what was actually going on there mm. which was really interesting the push of celebrity culture and yeah how that, that added but it to was the just brand. like there was this mutual benefit as well so yeah. justin bieber had this bad boy image and everybody was getting sick of it so he had this religious revival which is great for hillsong because they get justin bieber coming to their church and it's great for justin bieber yeah. because his sales go back up again. Which I didn't, to be fair, for the record, I don't think that was a fair thing to say, which makes me question who's made it. Yeah, I think there was an element of truth in that. It was convenient, but I don't think that was like the entire story. And I don't think it's fair to say, okay, well, Justin Bieber is, was a false convert because it was opportunistic for him to be one because he's still... Is professing Christianity. And I'm now, not sure. I don't follow Justin Bieber. I do. <laughs> He's still very openly and, and boldly professing Christianity. We maybe yeah. wouldn't, we wouldn't take the same flavor of, mm-hmm. of, of how we practice that. But I don't, I didn't think it was necessarily fair. It was kind of say like, it was kind of like, oh, Justin Bieber. Yeah. Right. Like that's this what, was convenient. That's what makes me think this wasn't created by christians was it had a slightly probably feel that way yeah it it had a slightly scaling tone that i thought "Mm." uh so that was that was um episode two if you do watch it actually carl lentz is psychologically a very fascinating person but really awful yeah um but if you do watch it just a brief content warning there's a girl in it who was assaulted by one of the guys who's in leadership in hillsong and she does describe what happened mm. it's not super graphic but it's just like we didn't need to know that mm. um and then episode three turns its attention to brian houston himself and his father frank houston and definite content warning you're going to want to skip chunks of that they do warn you ahead of time mm-hmm. um there were bits i was just like nope we're going past that yeah um, but basically, at the time that the documentary was made, Brian Houston had been accused of helping to cover up um, historic child abuse by his father. Um, that trial recently finished at the time that we're recording this, um, and further charges against Brian Houston have come to light. But that's go find out for yourself if you actually are interested. Um, oh, don't don't you don't need to know. Mysterious. Like That's it doesn't okay. matter. Let yeah. the law deal with it. It yeah. doesn't matter to us. Well, it matters. It matters. It's maybe it too matters. Strong. Yeah, it matters. It, you but don't need it's to not know our business. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's yeah. none of our business. Let the law deal with it and let justice be done. Um, it is a a deeply upsetting episode. 
in many ways, but it's very insightful into how the leadership of Hillsong works mm -hmm. and the kind of we protect the brand at all mm -hmm. costs. Yeah. Um, and no one is beyond being thrown under the bus if it protects the brand. Yeah. Um, so that's that's basically a summary of the three episodes. I don't really recommend watching it, to be honest. So I think... I know I keep trying to pull this along, but I think it's Sorry. important. Why Why are we talking about this? Um, it's not just for clicks, but thank you if you're here new. Um, it is because we speak a lot about old hymns. We talk about different genres of music mm -hmm. on this show. Um, we do talk about contemporary music. We've even had um, modern day hymn writers on the show. Um, so I think there is kind of divide, especially when you get into more Calvinistic reformed traditions in Christianity, there is kind of this divide of like, we only sing the old stuff or we only sing the new stuff. Or if we do sing a com combination, we are heavily leaning on one of those yeah. sides of the spectrum. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of us in the two thousands grew up in churches that were solid Bible churches that's that preached faithfully the word of God every week. Um, and we sang Hillsong songs. And so the, the majority of us who did that maybe might be feeling certain kinds of ways about how do we move forward? Yeah. Um, and it might seem unfair, but we will talk about this more heavily next week because we want to kind of get deeper into like the philosophy and the methodology behind a lot of the Hillsong songs that were written and kind of mm -hmm. and, and addressing and, it from that. And that not angle. just them, but other churches like them. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. we're talking about Hillsong because that was the documentary, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it is a broader, a, it's broader, a broader issue. Yeah. So that's why we're talking about it on here. It's almost like also how could we not talk about it, you know, um, while we, we usually have to dig out dusty books to give you guys <laughs> the 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 uh, history and the background be, be behind the hymns we talk about on this show. That is not we don't live in a bubble of like 200 years ago. Like yeah. we live right now in 2022 and this has happened and is being talked about. So I do think we should just kind of address it for, for those who are like me and you're like, whoa, what? All this happened with Hillsong? Like I like to me, I didn't even really know that Hillsong was a church. I kind of had an idea like, oh, yeah, there are some churches that are associated with Hillsong. I didn't actually get swept into their global mm -hmm. like phenomenon. I just sang some of the songs that they had created yeah. um, at church and I didn't like own a Hillsong CD. Not that that makes me good or bad. It just, I just, I didn't follow them like that. So to me, the documentary was really shocking. And maybe some of you, our listeners like watched it too, or you're hearing the kind of responses if, to it. And you're like, wait, how, what, how do I process this? If I didn't have friends that had either been in Hillsong or churches like it and come out of them, then it would have been a very much a shock for me watching those documentaries. Okay. okay. Like, cause I, well, I don't know. Cause I thought maybe it's just them. Maybe this is a one-off. And then watching that documentary, I was like, okay, this is how the whole thing works. Yeah. That's horrifying. Yeah. Any other thoughts on why we're talking about it? 
Yeah, just like you say, we, we talk all things church music and Hillsong has such a, a wide reach that mm-hmm. it is something that we need to address. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, we're not against contemporary music. We're for discernment. Yeah. And so sometimes it's not clear. People say to you, you mustn't sing that. It's sinful or it's carnal or it's worldly or it's whatever. But it's not always clear immediately why that would be the case. Mm -hmm. So that's partly why, especially next week, we wanted to talk about it a bit more Mm -hmm. about what the actual arguments are. It's not just about modern versus old. There's there's more to it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 100%. And this is not just us teasing like on and on about next week's episode. It's just if we put it in one episode, it'd be two hours. too much. (laughs) So we're not going to do that to you. Um, So just some initial responses after watching two thirds of the series and the whole series. Um, I think Cara kind of said it. It was just a bit icky. It was very Um, icky. It was a bit icky to watch because I think in, in... and this is someone who watched two thirds of this documentary, listened to most of the rise and fall of Mars Hill, uh, that podcast was icky docu- as well. <laughs> documentary. Yeah. And even though I think that one was more useful in yeah. a lot of ways, it still is a bit icky and I don't want to sound like a hypocrite, but I know it's kind of difficult, but I think those kind of exposés speak to our desire to know gossip and to want to be part of like, you know, spilling the tea. And like, I do, I did feel like it was just a bit icky because it's good to expose, um, it's like, it's good to expose things that are sinful. It's good to expose things that have been mishandled and try to learn from it and understand it. And I think maybe the first half of the three series was trying to do that, Mm -hmm. but they got too excited about the juicy, gritty details of the scandals around these guys. And like, to me having in my lifetime, because we live in this, this, this generation of celebrity, huge celebrity Mm -hmm. pastors, I've seen enough pastors fall because of scandal that I don't need to know all of the gritty details. It's like, oh, so-and-so's been, you know, removed from office. And that's because they had sexual sin. Okay, that's literally all I need to know. That's we, terrible. We also live in an era where you can monetize your victimhood. Oh, yeah. As well. Like, I'm not saying that's what they're doing, but, like, there were aspects of it where you were kind of like, all I need to know is that he had an affair. Like, that's why he was removed from office. That's all I need to know. I'm not a member of Hillsong. I'm mm-hmm. not interested in who mm-hmm. and what and where and all the gory details. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where uh, both more more um, the Hillsong thing than the Mars Hill one. Mm-hmm. But both of them, I think, maybe shared too much that we didn't actually need to no. know. Yeah, so I think that was like my initial reaction, just thinking like this is really sad and it's really icky. I think it's not just sad from uh from those things that we mentioned, but I think churches and Christians, which are what churches are made out of. <laughs> churches are just Christians in one local place, just so you know. Um but um it's more complex. I'm going to totally get DMs for this. But <laughs> I think we should grieve when the name of Christ is dragged through um, the mud in the way that mm-hmm. it has been in these um, 
now we're talking about both instances when when scandals come out about arrogance and bullying and and sexual sin and money laundering and or abuse all of these things are uh shameful to the name of Christ yeah. and you know this is why and it's maybe not again not our wheelhouse though I, I will say this episode's a little bit different than usual, but it is kind of an issue with mega churches that you don't have the accountability that you should, not for every, every mega church, but probably most of them. You don't have it's accountability. People don't know you. You don't know them. You don't know your pastor. Your pastor mm-hmm. doesn't know them. They actually said this in the documentary. One of the security guards, I think, yes. was saying... I don't know what kind of church this is, but in my church, like, you know, when I was growing up Mm -hmm. or whatever, if I needed to talk to the pastor, his office was open and I could go to the pastor and talk to him. But with Carl Lentz and all of these guys in Hillsong, it was like they were rock stars. They had VIP treatment. They'd they'd cruise in right before the, the service and all of their bodyguards were around them. They go straight up on the stage and they do their thing. And then they go straight back in the car and they drive off. Like, like Mm -hmm. as if it was a performance, like as if they were like, you know, Britney Spears or something like that. And I, and I found that to be like, whether the documentary is made by Christians or not. And if you know, let us know in the comments, it, it kind of was a tell that like real Christianity like their scandal and all of their and their stuff that they went through is because real Christianity wasn't being practiced. There was yeah. no accountability between the pastor and the people he was shepherding, which how can you shepherd people you don't know? Spoiler alert, you can't. And I think that would have been emphasized more if it was more about like, let's use this documentary to help the church. Yeah. Where it wasn't. Yeah, it did feel like a secular documentary. I think for me, um, it's deeply grieving to see the trail of destruction that's left behind by these people. Because, mm. like, it's not a vague thing for for me anyway. Like, I know people who have just walked away from the church and never come back because of these things. Mm-hmm. And it's also frustrating because you know that these people are famous enough and rich enough and have enough devoted followers that they're just going to bounce back. It's mm. like there's there's no consequences for them mm. uh, which is very frustrating um but well yeah. in a sense there's no consequences well in a sense that like maybe they get fined or a slap on the wrist from the law for something they yeah. did and in the end god is just yeah. which is terrifying um but in hmm. this world it can be frustrating to watch them just bounce back and and start again and do the same thing over but yeah what do you what do you think are the documentaries kind of strengths or weaknesses? I thought it was very well produced. And I liked that they talked to a range of different people. So they talked to people from Hillsong who were involved in different ways. They talked to people who were employed by it, people who went to the college, people from different regions, so that you could kind of get this feel that this is not um, like a single localized issue it's Mm -hmm. it's you got a better feel for the church as a whole Mm -hmm. um yeah and I thought the way they structured it worked quite well 
Yeah. And I might be biased because I only watched two thirds, but I think the first episode is the best of the episodes. Definitely. They get worse as you go through. It just was more like, oh, I, I walked away informed about things that I didn't know. Um, so I do think the first episode really paints the picture for you. They even, they even dive into like the charismatic movement. Mm-hmm. They dive into some things that we'll be talking in more detail about next week. And mm-hmm. I was impressed by that. Um, yeah. some of the people that they had, um, you know, all of the people, well, not all, a good chunk of the people who they were interviewing throughout the documentary were folks that had been, um, that they knew what they were talking about. They yeah. weren't just like Bill and Joe off the street or whatever. They were mm-hmm. like, like the reporter who first investigated the mm-hmm. story and the and the issues with Carl Lentz. They had um, a woman who was uh, studying like the the music aspect, like the history of their yeah. music and stuff like that. So it wasn't just like you know random people who had opinions they were also like very informed so I thought that was a strength and they obviously like you said it was well produced so they know how to play up the drama there was like you know camera like you know the editing and like all the music boom like you know it was was uh, dramatic when the girl at Carl Lentz had an affair with uh, they set that shot up so dramatically. Yes. She's like sitting in this empty church in a chair and all the lights like flooding in behind her. Yeah. And you're like, that is a beautiful shot. It's very dramatic, <laughs> yes. but also what are you doing? Yeah, yeah very <laughs> dramatic. And, you know, they told their story. They had a narrative and, they, and yeah. they told it. So I'm sure there's more to the story than what they shared. Um, but I think they gave you enough facts to keep you watching and keep you yep. keep you engaged. Um, I think the weaknesses are again, whether made by Christians or not, like it 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 was more of a gossip session and less of like let's evaluate these things. So, you know, the Christianity Today podcast for the rise and fall of Mars Hill. Um, there's a lot of things that they they expressed that I didn't agree with. They tend to be just a little, you know, we're, there's no, we don't hide that we're conservative, uh, conservative reformed Christians. We don't hide that. So a lot of their views on certain things had to do with them being less conservative. So maybe Mm -hmm. I didn't agree with it, but I do think, I truly believe that their aim was to have a time of reflection about well, how, how should we be thinking about this as a church? Like if we're listening to this, is it not just like, Oh, did you hear on the last episode that such and such or whatever? Yeah. And, and most people that I've talked to who've, who've watched the Mars Hill or listened to the Mars Hill um, podcast had more reflective things to say about it as opposed to just being like, Ooh, yeah. I knew Hillsong was bad from the beginning. It's like, Oh no. Well, like, do we know folks who display these kind of traits or like, how yeah. do we evaluate talent in the church? Um, weirdly, there was a lot of overlap between caring more about the talent and less about character. Um, in yeah. Both- the other thing that really struck me about both of them was the lack of apology from yeah. everyone. Oh, yeah. Like if you listen carefully, you can hear like, even there's this couple who were uh, pastors in Ukraine. Crane, they were planning a church and they were talking about they'd realized they'd heard that there was impropriety on the the part of Carl Lentz 
and they were like, we have to report this. And I was like, that's good. That's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But when they reported it, the way that they describe it is they went to the leadership and said, you have to deal with this <laughs> because it's going to look bad for all of us. Yeah. And it's not about you have to deal with this because people are being hurt and he's going to hurt more people. It's it's the maybe that's the way they cut the interview. Maybe. Maybe if you're going to give him benefit of the doubt. But it was a consistent thing. It was like there's a statement from Brian Houston and he says, I don't want to diminish what's happened to this person. But and then he goes on to excuse the yeah. person who, who yeah. assaults the other person. And you're just kind of like, there's this lack of remorse. It's I'm sorry you caught me. Not yeah. I'm sorry that this happened. It won't happen yeah. again. Yeah. But that's a rabbit trail. Sorry. That's OK. So. In summation. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a very interesting documentary it has a lot to say um that i do think the church should reflect on even though it's not made in that manner i think they should be reflecting on how they approach sung worship um which we will get to next week any final thoughts cara yes if you're going to watch it the first episode is the one to watch yeah the rest of it just leave it yeah it's not necessary Read the read the read the Wikipedia, uh, uh, yeah. What do you call it? Summary. Yeah, if just there's the even a Wikipedia, the Cliff Notes version. Yeah. You don't need to watch it. And yeah, and, I don't. I don't really in. recommend it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll do you any good, yeah. really. Um, but the first episode definitely well, is 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 interesting. <laughs> yes. I didn't say it's going to. You gonna, don't have to watch there it. Are, we just gave there you basically. Hel- yeah, we basically yeah. gave you all the all the parts that yeah. were worth. Yeah. thinking about and some of them that weren't <laughs> but yeah I don't really recommend it um if you're desperate to watch it first episode only yeah that's my thoughts yeah well that's gonna be it for us this week um we hope that you are a subscriber but if you're not what are you thinking get on himpartial.com and sign up for our free weekly newsletter subscribers this week are going to hear our discussion that we're about to have on our favorite Hillsong song and all of you other people who haven't subscribed to us you're just gonna have to wait you're gonna have to wait an unknown amount of time to get no no dming us until you've like seen the bonus clip yes you have to watch the bonus clip um before before you can comment um but until next time may the lord bless you and keep you Bye. bye